This week, I sat down with Mickey Bennett, a creative producer at HBO Max, a true behind the scenes experience. As the creative producer, Mickey cuts and creates all the trailers we see for HBO originals, such as The New Gossip Girl, Starstruck, Justice League, and almost every new HBO show or movie we currently see. Mickey shares how she got into the film and TV industry. Not very many people can say they knew what they wanted to do right out of high school, but Mickey did, and she never stopped until she got there. Her story shows true determination when chasing your passions in your career. I absolutely loved Mickey and getting to understand the creative process behind trailers was so cool. She even dishes on what it was like working on the Friends reunion. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get right into it. Yeah, so I'm from Kansas, born and raised. Um, and I was kind of one of those people who always wanted to get out of Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I grew up like very into watching TV and movies. It's like my escape. Um, living vicariously through like keeping up with the Kardashians and stuff. So um, I was in this class in high school for broadcast. So we did like news segments for like a video news about our school. Um, And it was kind of the first class that I was like excited to go to. So I I think that was kind of like an eye-opening thing for me. But our teacher from that broadcast course actually left my senior year of high school to start this new program that was through our whole school district. It was called the Center for Advanced Professional Studies. Um, So she went to go lead this filmmaking course there. Uh, So I decided to apply for it. And I spent my senior year of high school half of my day every day. I went to this other building where I studied filmmaking with her and with a small group of people. And a lot of what we did was partnering with like local businesses to make promotional videos. So one specific project that I worked on was a spoof movie trailer for a credit card for like a local bank. And it was super goofy. And like watching it now makes me just cringe so much. (laughs) But when I finished the project, I was like, kind of bummed. And I was like, I've never been sad to like, finish homework. I've never been like, darn, I wish there was more homework I could do, you know? So it was kind of like a light bulb moment for me that was like an aha, like, this is what this is what I should do. Like, I don't get paid to make trailers. So it was kind of like, in that moment that I was like, that's what I'm going to do. There's no turning back. Like, I actually thought I wanted to edit trailers. So that was my that was like, eye on the prize. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out of Kansas. I'm going to go edit movie trailers and judge me all you want. People were like, first of all, like, good luck. Yeah, that's gonna happen, you know. And second of all, like, if you're gonna have a crazy dream, like, why do you want to make trailers and not actual movies? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so I think like the movie trailer is almost the best part, like not the best part of the movie. Thank but, you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you seriously get to see it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't watch the whole thing because it might spoil it. Or like I know. Yeah, no, I love I could spend hours watching movie trailers. Yeah, I, I would always like get so mad if I went to the movies with friends and they were like running late and we're always like, oh, it's okay, we'll just miss the trailers. I'm like, I I'm going for the trailers. Like, you're ruining the whole experience for me. (laughs) So I also, like, it's an attention span thing, too. Like, I don't think that I could stay passionate about a project if it were, like, one project, like, one feature-length thing for, like, months on end or years. I like having the ability to do these, like, short-form things and juggle multiple and have, like, some variety. Um, 
so yeah, so I, I decided that's what I wanted to do. And I went to college and I studied film and media um, at the University of Kansas. And I ended up actually like graduating a year early, thanks to some credits that I got from that filmmaking class and also some internships. And I moved across the country with like, no connections or people. And it was like a little crazy, but I couldn't wait to do it. And so I moved out here and I got super lucky. Like, I think that my timing with everything just lined up like incredibly well. Um, when I first got out here, I had locked down like a part-time production assistant gig. Yeah. Uh, but I had every like assumption that I was going to have to juggle some kind of like other job at the same time. So I had a bunch of interviews lined up for like makeup counters because I worked at a makeup counter in college. So I thought I would have to like split my time between like my goals and also just what would be like a guaranteed paycheck. Yeah. Um, but I actually got super lucky and I, I only worked one day at my PA job and it was like probably the most terrifying day of my life in all honesty. But I ended up locking down a, um, a full-time gig in the industry, which was an editor position um, working on court television shows. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. It was, you know, not the most riveting content, but it was like a really fun thing. And to get that kind of position, like straight out of the gate seemed, it seemed too good to be true. Like, right. I I found the job on Craigslist and I, it was like a really vague job posting too. So I didn't really know what I was like when I was going to the interview, like what I was going to show up to. I, I, actually was pretty worried that I was going to show up and it was going to be like a porn set. Um, luckily <laughs> it was not. <laughs> so well, it ended up better. better right? so. <laughs> yeah. So I did that for about a year or so. And then I actually got an opportunity at a entertainment marketing agency that was like more of a step towards like the trailer world, but not quite, not quite that, but like definitely a step in the, the right direction. So I went to this agency and I worked on promos for uh, Live with Kelly and Michael. And yes. then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Michael Strahan left the show. So then it was just Live with Kelly. It was like my first Hollywood scandal to be on the inside of. I was, as the Kansas girl I am, I was very excited about it. Um, but that was like a huge kind of crash course for me in learning like the entire AV process in marketing from right. like digitizing the actual footage from the episodes all the way through like final QC and delivering files. So it was, it was a really cool thing because it was a very small company. So it was like, you kind of wear all the hats in the process. Yeah. That's what Um, is really great about agencies, right? Like you got a little bit of everything. Totally. You're like fully in the trenches. Like sometimes you're so deep in them that you're like, help. (laughs) But, but for the most part, it's, it's for the best of your like, your overall like growth and like understanding of what you want to do and and how to do it. So um, it was great. I, while I was there, I was teaching myself Avid because they worked out of that, which is a different editing software than I had been using previously. So I took the opportunity to, to learn this and I was still like fully like focused on, on editing the trailers. So I ended up getting promoted there to being an associate producer, but I also spent like half of my time, assigned to cut promos. So it was a cool okay. chance to kind of like dip my toes in like two different routes uh, yeah. the producing and the editing. And I think yeah. I kind of realized where you wanted to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was, it was a pretty eye opening thing for me because I 
realized that as much as I thought I knew editing was the path, I realized that I um, I go a little stir crazy. I get like cabin fever if I'm in an edit bay by myself all day. And that's yeah. like how it is every single day. You're like alone with your computer. And of course, like producers come in and like stop by to give feedback or whatever. But like you're mostly like alone with your thoughts and with the footage, you know, which obviously – yeah, yeah. Obviously, it didn't bode well for me in quarantine because there's no escaping that. But yeah. I, I figured at that point in time, I, I preferred having a chance to do like the creative and make my mark on the creative, but still be able to be like floating around and more communicative with everyone involved. Um, so I kind of veered more in the producer route at that point. Um, and then I got an opportunity at a company that was like, my dream like final destination like when I first started looking up the trailer industry I found this company it's called Trailer Park and it's like I always was like that's where I'm going that's where I want to end up somehow I'm going to get in the doors of this place yeah and so I got in the doors and it was like a total dream come true for me but I landed in their TV and new media department, which I had never really thought about. Like in my head, it was always just movie trailers. I didn't really register that like there's a whole other like route to go based on TV. Yeah, there's so many. Well, trailers cover everything. Yeah, everything. Like every single thing, even just like full brands. Like there are so many brand spots out there that like I hadn't even really thought about. So. I, this actually was like kind of a happy accident for me because like in my own personal time, I am someone who is like constantly binging, like constantly watching the new shows, constantly like waiting for some, a new episode of whatever's next, you know? So this like made a lot of sense to me. So I went there, I started getting like more in depth with the like trailer world versus the daytime talk show world, which was really cool and an interesting like transition. Um, my timing there was not quite as great as it was everywhere else. While I was there, there wasn't much room for growth. So I spent like two and a half years there. Um, but I got to kind of a point where I had learned all that I could in the role that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to move up, I kind of had to move out. So I left and went to another agency called Buddha Jones and I joined their TV and streaming team. And it was another just like wildly talented group of people. And it was a little bit more like hands-on and like more control of the creative versus like coordinating the logistics of the creative, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I was there for not very long actually. And I, I loved every second there. I, I really wasn't planning on leaving. Um, but one of my favorite clients I saw left, she was at Netflix and I saw her go and start this new, this like brand new creative marketing team at HBO Max. And it was like the service hadn't even launched yet. And I saw her share that she was like looking for her first creative hire. And I was kind of like, I would kick myself if I didn't just like try conversation. Like I just want to chat with her. You know, I didn't really think it would like turn into anything, but that chat kind of led to a couple more chats. And next thing I knew it, I was joining her. And so that's how I kind of landed at HBO Max. It was a really interesting opportunity that I feel like doesn't come around often because you get kind of the excitement and the control of like a like a startup. Like you get a chance right. to like form this thing and like make your mark on like the workflow and like what 
what the brand like looks like to everyone have like that corporate support behind you exactly exactly you have like a built-in fan base already really because you have like the hbo of it all which like i've always been a huge hbo fan and then you also have warner media so it's like you don't have as big of a risk but you have probably a bigger reward i mean i'm a little biased but (laughs) like in my (laughs) mind that's how i was looking at it um it also is a role that's like a full 360 creative role so that means like not only the like AV, like video promos, but also print, like key art posters um, and digital display and out of home, like billboards and stuff and like everything in between. So it's like a huge learning opportunity for me to learn all of these different facets of the business. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm at now. And I feel like I'm learning new stuff every single day. Our team has grown from like our little creative team, we were a team of two for about four or five months. And then we're finally up to five. We're going to be at six in like a week or two, which is very exciting. And we're a part of this pod that's like about 20 people, but that's creative, social and strategy. Um, So it's just really cool to like see new people get brought in, like onboard these people and like put our heads together and how to like make this all work. How it all comes together. Yeah. I took a look at your, um, your I think it was your 360 like on your portfolio Mm -hmm. and the stuff that you have worked on is so cool like some of the stuff I'm like oh my gosh I've actually seen that places like it's very cool yeah it's it's a little surreal like sometimes I have to like pinch myself and realize like yeah like you you did that thing or like you you touched that in some way you know of course like it's it's really inspiring to work with the people I'm working with I'm like learning so much, not only from my boss, but from the other people within my team. I feel like we all come from like very different backgrounds. So we can all tap into each other's expertise and skill sets and stuff and like, like build off of each other in a way that I've never experienced before. Um, But it is like, I think the coolest part about it is like every single show or movie that I'm working on is one that like would be on my queue, like would be in my watch list if I didn't have to work on it. So it it's a really easy job to do to like sell a show that you already love yeah it's it's so much easier to be like hey you should watch this show because like in reality I'm dying to watch the next episode you know so it's it's a really cool and and very surreal thing for sure yeah I love that like this is my favorite part about this is like talking to people who are so passionate about what they do And you are clearly like so like head in this. And I love that. And I love that you like just put your head down until you got to where you wanted to be, which is amazing. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's one of those things. I've actually had a conversation with an old coworker of mine recently where we were talking about how so many people like the the real goal is to work to live. But we're kind of in a a phase of our lives where we're living to work. And like, that sounds a little pathetic and like a little sad, but I love it. And like, I I feel like I'm at a stage in my life where like, I, it's, it's a rewarding thing to like pour myself into my job because it's, I'm like seeing it pay off. And I'm like, I, I care about the things that I'm doing, but I also know that that 
shouldn't be like a long-term mindset, but I'm like, I'm accepting it for right now. And, and it's working for me, but yeah, I think that I probably should pull myself out of it at some point, but it's so like, fun right now that I'm, I'm yeah. not mad at it at all, especially like in quarantine, like what else did I have to do besides focus on it? So exactly. that worked out well. Yeah. Um, I'd love to go back just a little bit about like when you're doing those, when you're putting together like the clips and trailers for I don't okay let's say like the Kelly and Michael show do you have to watch like all the shows and pick like tidbits and how you put them together or how does that kind of work yeah so when I was working there um a lot of it was our like creative director would kind of script the spots uh we would watch like in an ideal world most of the guests had been on the show previously so you would like re-watch the episodes that they had been in and pull moments from their past interviews. Um, it got a little tricky with like when it transitioned from Kelly and Michael to just Kelly because we couldn't promote Michael within the shot. So you had to be careful of like, what you're picking. is there something you can pull that doesn't involve both of the interviewers in that? Or otherwise we would have to like use a clip from whatever they were coming on the show to promote. Um, which was good. Like we had access to like the trailer for whatever movie this actor is promoting and we could like play into that. Um, but you have to get kind of creative into how to incorporate either a, a great line from an interview or a great line from a trailer and make it like build around it to promote this one episode of this one show. And it was a really fast turnaround there too. So it was like we had a day to, to edit a 30 second, a 15 second. And I think it was a 10 second spot and then deliver them. So it was like, it was a really quick turnaround and it was kind of a crazy process, but it was fun. You just kind of dig for the right little nuggets and and work around it. In your day-to-day kind of what you're doing now, what is like your favorite or least favorite thing that you have to do? If there is a least favorite, it seems like you kind of love it all. Um, okay. I would say... Man, I don't know how to pick favorite even. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard. Um, I would say like not necessarily my least favorite, but I would say the most difficult thing to deal with in my day-to-day is when we get like pretty big feedback from like showrunners and and have to kind of reassess our creative approach. Like it's never bad because it's always exciting. It's always exciting to hear straight from the people who are making the stuff that you're loving and and selling. Um, But it can be a pretty big shakeup and it can cause a pretty big hurdle in our process when they don't like what we're making or have a different idea of how to approach it. So um, that would be not, again, not least favorite, but most difficult. So like the biggest like, like audible groan moment of like, okay, my day just got like a lot longer, you know, a lot more different. Um, But I kind of think the maybe the best part of it is part of that too, which is getting to have the like FaceTime with these people who are like the brains behind the magic, you know, like getting, getting to be on these calls and, and in these virtual rooms with these people who are responsible for these shows is really amazing. Especially like, I still get a little starstruck. So like seeing like the people who are in the shows, like seeing the talent in the shows is something that I'm like, I don't know that I'll ever be chill about. So 
seeing that and also getting to like be on set with these people is is a really exciting thing so yeah so do you get to be on set to kind of like get some creatives of how you guys are going to put this stuff together it's like do you get to be on set the whole time for the things you're working on yeah definitely not the whole time and actually I've only gotten to go to set one time so far just because most of my time has been in COVID so a lot of the shows that we were working on had already wrapped pre-COVID and we didn't really have an opportunity, but also because of the lockdown and stuff, we we couldn't. Um, it's starting to be a more like frequent plan. Uh, but a lot of like what my team will go on set for will be like a photo shoot for our key art or like trying to capture some sort of interviews or something for like video featurettes and stuff. Um, however, we, for the video components, we actually partner with our, our HBO creative team as well. So we have some other creatives on board for that, which is really helpful and really cool to collaborate on. But that's, yeah, there's kind of a mixed bag of, of what we would go on set for, but it would be for like a day or two, not like during right. full production. Yeah. Yeah. So do you get to see like, I guess before the pub, the public, how much of the show do you get to see? I mean, it it kind of depends on the production schedule, like what we're able to get our hands on. Also, it kind of depends on how um, like precious the the creators are and, and when they're ready to like share a cut. Usually we get to see stuff pretty early on, uh, but we also get scripts to read. So we'll read scripts before we have actual footage to watch um because we have to kind of understand the the vision and the tone of the show in order to accurately market it right um and we'll have like a a kind of kickoff conversation with the producers where they walk us through like what their vision is and kind of their their goal in this show or this movie or whatever the case may be um but yeah we usually get cuts along the way so we'll get like a rough cut of an episode and then as it's revised we get the next cut and eventually we get a master cut, but we do usually get those pretty far in advance, just depending on when, when they have them ready. But then there are things like we've done a few reunion specials and those have been a quick yes. round. So we don't see them very far in advance. <laughs> like sometimes we're like really hurting to see a cut and, and there just isn't the time for them to get through it and get it done to where they want it to share with us really early in advance. So times, sometimes it's like a, like kind of a race to the finish for us too. Yeah. Okay. So talking about reunions, I saw that you worked on the friends reunion and I just have to know all about it because I <laughs> die hard friends fan. Like we used to watch it at university. It was always on our TV. I can like recite the episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> How was it? Let me know. What was it like? See, I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was like, that was seriously like a, an absolute like dream come true for me. I, I pretty much told my boss, I was like, I will s- promise you my firstborn child, like whatever I have to do to get on that set, like, please, I will get people coffee. I don't even care if I'm doing my own job. I'll do someone else's job. Just like, let me in those doors, you know? And and it was seeming a little iffy for a while because the the timing of it changed and stuff because of COVID. And it is such a uh, like all-star cast that, you know, there are, there are a lot of restrictions and stuff, but- I got to go and it was incredible and like just like so cool. I mean, walking around Monica's apartment is like like I I'm I've come to terms with the fact that like I've peaked 
And like, that was probably my, <laughs> my best day of life. And like, I'm okay with that. Like I can accept that. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. And like, just, yeah, like everyone involved with that was so passionate about it. And it was like such a big thing to every single person on that set, every single person behind the scenes, every person on our team. So it was just like, like full force passion from start to finish. And it was like everything I could have hoped for as, as a friends fan. So it was amazing. (laughs) How long did that process take to, to like put it all together? Um, gosh, a long time. I mean, it was in the works, like in conversations and stuff before I even started because it was something that was, um, you know, it was something that was kind of attached to HBO Max before HBO Max really was was here. So yeah, so it's, it was in conversations before I was in conversation. (laughs) It was a long time coming. And I know, you know, as, as a fan, like as fans, we've all been waiting for something like this for so long too, that like the buzz and the anticipation was around long before this was too. So long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you liked it. (laughs) I loved it. Oh my God. Just popping in here to say if you enjoyed this episode or any episodes, please follow and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts, as well as hit us up on LinkedIn and Instagram at behind the scenes underscore pod. Uh, Now let's get back to this episode with Mickey. They're not in character, but you can sense like parts of their character in them, which I think is so fun. And to like see how they riff off of each other, like it's just so clear that like they're actually friends. Like that's what I need. Like I love that. (laughs) I know. Were you on set while they were filming it? I was for one of the days, Mm -hmm. but they, they like, it was, you know, they're busy. It was a lot of stuff going on. So we kind of did what we needed to do and stayed out of the way, but yeah, got to roam around a little. So it was fine. I have to know, did you take anything from like, (laughs) I guess in general, if you're on set, do you get to take anything with you? No, because like they're still doing their thing, but also they they maintain a lot of these set pieces and stuff, you know, for the set tours at Warner Brothers and, and whatever right. else. But um, you know, I took pictures. I took pictures and that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a nice picture in Monica's apartment and I I'm good with that. I'll take it. <laughs> and like the iconic couch too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> Um, I guess just bouncing off of that, I feel like that may have been your favorite project you've ever worked on, but you've worked on so many other really cool things. What has kind of been your top three, I guess, favorite things that you've worked on? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, man. Yeah. So that definitely, we'll put that at like number one, like above (laughs) number one. (laughs) Um, And then like, I actually think one of my top three would be I worked on a campaign actually before HBO Max um, at Buddha Jones. We worked on this campaign for FX on Hulu and it, it started as this kind of like our editors just kind of like stroke of brilliance and like kind of an experimentation of this spot that we didn't know if they would go for. And everyone loved it because it was killer and it just grew into this massive campaign. They're actually like still, cutting spots based on this campaign and I'm I'm not there anymore and I'm just like cheering them on from the sidelines but yeah it's super super fun um and then I also actually think we just had a show release in June called Starstruck 
Okay, yeah, I saw a little bit about that. Um, I just, I loved it. It was a campaign that I got to lead, which was really exciting for me. But it also was just, it's like totally a type of show that I, I love. It's, you know, this quirky girl sleeps with a guy, wakes up the next day, realizes he's a movie star. And it's like this will they, won't they. But it's like much more relatable than you would ever think that story would be. And everyone involved like on the show side like on the production team like the showrunners the the brains behind all of it are like just really fun to hear their thoughts on it to collaborate with it was just a really a really fun one and it was one of those that like you just know people are gonna latch on to as soon as it comes out and it was it was successful and people loved it and I knew they would (laughs) (laughs) do you watch every series that you work on yeah, yeah. It it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. But yeah, we have, to, we have to like get familiar with all of it or we can't like give fully like educated feedback on stuff. Right. Especially like when it comes to like the video components, sometimes something's not landing right and you have like other ideas of other moments that you might be able to swap in. Right. Um. So yeah, we have to like, kind of actively watch everything too so it's it's hard because you can't like multitask while you're doing it you know you've got to like fully tune it so yeah. hard to find the hours in the day but we do it <laughs> I know between your job and watching like five tv shows at one time like yeah you must have extra hours stored away somewhere <laughs> that I don't know I don't sleep that's it <laughs> oh, your favorite I was seeing on your Instagram you get a bunch of cool fun like work perk things mm-hmm what has been your favorite one so far? Besides um, the friends one. But man, all of your questions are like so hard. <laughs> Those are always they're so cool. Our social team are typically they're typically the ones who who put those together. Um and they're like so clever. Like every single item in them is like so specific to the show and like yeah. so like just brilliantly attached to it. Um I feel like maybe the made for love box it was really cool I don't know if you have you seen that show or heard of it I watched the trailer and the concept just blew my mind yeah it's it was like on it was another one that I just loved it was like such a kind of kooky show that you can really like push push the limits and like get weird with it which was super fun we did like a piece where Ray Romano did like a spoken word voiceover of crazy in love by Beyonce it was just like when you get to do things like that it was so fun but the box itself they had like a cool like tech layer to it but then there was also like an escape like nature layer to it so there were like VR goggles and stuff in the tech part but then there was like a annual pass to like national parks and the escape so it was just a really cool like two-parter yeah. Um, also for that one, I actually, I was, I was really excited. The team was willing to work with me on this. There's a character in the show who was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Um, and I actually lost both of my maternal grandparents to pancreatic cancer, which oh, is like, uh, yeah, thank you. It, it's just, it's like a rare cancer too. So to, to yeah. lose both of my, my mom's parents to the same beast was just, you know, it's, Unreal. Yeah. But because of that, my family is like very attached to this pancreatic cancer action network. And I I saw this tie in with the show and 
pitched it to my team of like a, what can we do? And they were able to make a, a really nice donation and put a little like card within these boxes that just kind of gave the info for that organization to like look it up yeah. and be educated and stuff. And so there was like a, a really personal connection for me in that box too. So yeah. amongst all of the really cool shit we got, there was also this like really special thing that my team helped me incorporate, which was really cool. Must be really cool that you're able to kind of have that effect where you have get to reach such a huge audience, mm-hmm. a small thing. Yeah. It's, it's again, like I said, like my family has been really attached to this organization, but like, there's only so much that like the minute, the Bennett family can do, you know, like I, yeah. I remember for my, my bat mitzvah when I was, you know, I was 12 years old, we do like a mitzvah project as part of the like preparation for it. And my mitzvah project was I, I designed little purple notepads and I sold them and then donated the, the money to pancreatic Aww. cancer. And I'm like, I probably made like a hundred bucks. Like, I mean, I think it was a little more than that, but you know, it, it was like, like nickels and dimes compared to like what you can do when you have the support of such an amazing company. So it yeah. is, it is really cool to be able to, to bring things like that up and, and work on a team and a com- for a company that cares about things like that and are able to make a little bit more of a difference. It's really awesome. Yeah. I love that. The perks yeah. of like working in a, with a corporate company. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Def- and so many people with like so much care, just yeah. for people and people who get so excited about these causes, even when they're not, they're not as connected to it, but they see the importance of it and react to that. And that's a really awesome thing. Yeah. It sounds like everyone who kind of works in the film industry, I think you have to be super passionate about it Mm -hmm. because it takes such a toll. Like you kind of have to put your whole life into it for a lot for starting out. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is a time suck. So you better (laughs) like it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Going back, I figured it out. When you are you working on more than one TV show at a time? Like how many projects do you have to balance in a, I guess in like a season? Is that right? Yeah. So it's kind of broken up into quarters. Um, and like definitely more than one, I would say like, um, gosh, it really, it depends. It depends on, on the day kind of. And, and also depends on like, it's decreased quite a bit as our team has grown. Like my first few months here when it was just myself and my boss, we were on every single title that our team had. So it was just like insane. I mean, the best kind of insanity, but like pure insanity. Uh, But now it's probably like between, I would say like between five and 10, but they're all at different stages. So like there's, you know, some of those are like very early stages where we're just like, starting to get scripts and starting to like kind of read through them when we have the time. Yeah. And some of those are like deep into like, okay, we're, we've already shot photos and we're exploring key art and, you know, trailers are in motion. And some of those are like tail end. We're doing like a few kind of sustained post premiere assets and then we're done. So they're all like at different levels and they overlap at different points. So, you know, we try, we try to like, disperse them in a way that makes sense and so that we don't have like a million shows launching every single month simultaneously but it's still a lot it's definitely a lot but it's cool at least you never get bored you know (laughs) um I saw that you're currently working on the Gossip Girl like relaunch Mm -hmm. 
How is that going? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I've been so busy, but I'm like, I I don't know if I want to dive into it or if I'm like the original cast just really has my heart. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, no, I get that. I was like a huge OG Gossip Girl fan, so I understand. But I, it's been so much fun. It really has been so much fun. It's like the same, the same brains behind it. It's like just an incredibly beautiful, diverse cast, which I think the diversity factor was really missing from the first. So it's nice. It's nice to see like, everyone represented um it also is just shot beautifully like it's it's just it's fun to watch like it's really fun to watch so it's really fun to sell too and like again you have those like the built-in fan base from the original but you're also hitting these like you know new there's this whole like world of new people who haven't tapped into the original and this is like a whole new concept to them which is crazy to me because I've watched the original like countless times Uh, (laughs) like of course I'm always gonna miss like Blair Serena and Chuck but at the same time like these characters are really cool and it's it's fun I think I would definitely recommend watching it and I'm not saying that because I have to but (laughs) it actually is a really really fun watch oh my gosh okay well I'll have to put it on my list of (laughs) your biggest like starstruck moment Ooh. um friends it all comes back to friends honestly like that's that's like the north star here I think (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think I think the six of them is like yeah trying trying to act chill you know like I'm not chill and here are these people I've watched so many hours of you know yeah like seeing them in person I probably would have just like lost my work yeah (laughs) yeah definitely um Okay, just like some last little pieces of advice or like tidbits that you have for someone who's looking to get into the film industry. I know you kind of took like a non-traditional route, but now that you're in it, what are you like your top tips on how to get into it? Yeah, I think that like networking is huge. I I feel like join any networking group that you can find that feels relevant because chances are there's someone in that group who also, you know, went through the same thing and needed that one person to be their connect. So like I'm, I'm in a group called soapbox women that's women in entertainment and it's really empowering, but also just feels like such a huge pool of, of connections at every company and every facet of the industry. So that's really cool. Um, I also think like reaching out to people on LinkedIn, like do it, find some kind of like, icebreaker whether it's someone who like went to the same college as you is from the same town as you or like whatever the case may be something that like gives them a little bit more of a reason to respond but like worst case scenario you don't get a reply and best case scenario it could be like your next job so do it so that's like my main thing just tap into every possible route of networking and don't be afraid to reach out and don't be afraid to get rejected that's so true. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I think more people need to think that way. Just like, just do it. Yeah, go for it. So yeah. what? They ignore you. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you move on and you message the next person. And we'll yeah. <laughs> um, where is this? Would you see yourself staying at HBO Max forever? Or like, what is your ultimate goal? Would you ever consider going into movies maybe? Or you want to stay like within the TV space? Um, I mean, I think where I'm at right now, I view this as like a long-term 
thing for sure. Like it's, it's one of the first places I've been where like, there's a very clear like ladder to like work towards and work up. Like I'm someone who definitely needs like eye on the prize. Like I like to see what the next step is and be able to work towards something. So this is like such a huge thing that I'm a part of that like, there's so much to work towards and there's still so much more to to do and learn and yeah. grow. So I'm, I'm in it as long as they'll have me. That's that's my mindset. I'm here. And I I also like I I'm not necessarily like 100% tied to like streaming forever, but it really is where like I'm most passionate and where all of my experience is, but also like we do have original films too, so we get a few theatrical things in the mix, which is fun. So, yeah, yeah I'm kind of like more than content sticking with what I'm doing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. Like, I'm so excited. And also, I saw that it was your one year there. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank that's you so awesome. much. What is your, like, top three shows that you would recommend? I usually ask, like, books and podcasts, but Ooh. I feel like I have to ask TV shows for you. Okay. Or, it's like, recent ones. Yeah, I would say It's a Sin, but, like, Be Ready to Cry. Um, okay. Starstruck, which I already mentioned. Yeah. And... Hmm. Man, that's hard. I mean, I don't want to like be predictable here, but like, I feel like I have to say friends, like both friends <laughs> and the reunion, like do the whole thing, do the whole thing. Yeah, start to finish. Like, yeah, and old- even if you've done it already, like do it again and, again. <laughs> and then maybe again. <laughs> and then just never turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way about that. Well, Uh, thank you so much. This has been, I loved this conversation so much. It was like so cool to kind of get an inside look of what it is like in the creative producing world and like all of that. Um, So yeah, thank you so much. This has been- thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks for letting me ramble and go on to the flow. I appreciate it. This was super cool. Um, where can people kind of find you? Um, if that's something you want. Yeah, of course. Of course. You can look me up on LinkedIn. Just Mickey Bennett. Um, also, my website is MickeyPBennett.com. Pretty easy, but it's linked out on my LinkedIn. So, And there's a little contact form there. So hit me up and connect with me. Yeah.